This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we unjumble an important and sometimes under the radar statewide story that affects you. With summer starting to wind down, many college students are now moving back to campus ahead of the fall semester. As of right now, most Michigan colleges and universities plan to come back with some combination of virtual and in-person classes. And that means students also have to make their own plans about how to stay safe while also continuing their higher education. Yeah, we wanted to get a sense of how students were feeling as they get ready to head back to school. So we spoke with three of the young scholars that we know. Daniel Isabella is heading back to Michigan State University very soon. And he says the university, it's been doing a pretty good job of coming up with a plan to keep students safe, but there's still some anxiety on his part. Well, I feel like Michigan State is doing a really great job of putting forth a lot of mandates to try and make things feel safe and to put forth smart and well-thought-out guidelines. I don't necessarily trust that a lot of college students will follow them, so I'm going to be pretty apprehensive in going forward. I'm really excited to be back, but I don't know how any of it will work going forward, and it's all a big question mark to me. Lauren Azu is a WDET intern who's headed back to University of Wisconsin-Madison, and she echoed a lot of those thoughts and says she hopes the university will be able to provide free testing for students. I'm just, you know, hoping for the best and hope people have sense, and that hoping that they're going to ramp up the testing that they've already started to organize for students that is completely free. So hopefully people are going to take advantage of that. So at least they know their status when they're going out in the world and doing whatever. Finally, Allie Audette, another WDET intern who's back to Boston University very soon, says the guidelines and testing options are great, but it's not enough to quell all of her fears about going back to school. Because as much as they can test us and, you know, try and maintain social distancing and stuff like that, I do recognize that, like, there's always an increased risk because a ton of schools are going back, a ton of students are going back. So excitement for sure, but definitely, like, tinged with some anxiety and apprehension as well. Now, when we asked all three students whether they considered saying no to going back for the fall semester, each one said it was never really a question in their mind about whether or not they'd go back. Okay, so there's the preview. Now let's get right into the full conversation that we had with Daniel, Allie, and Lauren. They had so many interesting things to say about the myriad issues on the minds of college students as they go back in the fall. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Allie Audette, Lauren Azu, and Daniel Isabella. I'd like to start with this big overarching question, which is how are you feeling about going back to campus for the fall semester? We'll start with Allie and then we'll go to Lauren and then Daniel. Sure. So I'm excited. I think um, that's kind of a a common thread. Like I'm excited to go back. I um, miss my friends. I miss going to classes. I miss, you know, being on campus. I live super far away from Boston, so it's nice to be able to go back. But I'm also definitely apprehensive about um, moving back into the city and just kind of the fear of like an outbreak on campus. Um, Because as much as they can test us and, you know, try and maintain social distancing and stuff like that, I do recognize that like, there's always an increased risk because a ton of schools are going back and a ton of students are going back. So excitement for sure, but definitely like tinged with some anxiety and apprehension as well. Sure. Lauren. Yeah. Um, 
I'm excited to to just get away from my family and focus <laughs> on <laughs> doing school. But I'm also really nervous. Um, Wisconsin has just been a little bit crazy with the face mask mandate. Uh, a couple months ago, there were protests at the Capitol like they were here because Madison is the capital of Wisconsin. And now that campus has this mandatory face covering policy, I just hope that people are abiding by it and you know not flouting it. Um, but overall, trying to think about the positives of, you know, getting back to my education after so long and trying to just do my best to live normally but safely. Daniel, you're the uh, the one on the panel here who's going back to a school here in Michigan. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I feel like uh, Michigan State is doing a really great job of putting forth a lot of mandates to try and make things feel safe and to put forth smart and well-thought-out guidelines. I don't necessarily trust that a lot of college students will follow them, so I'm going to be pretty apprehensive in going forward. Um, I'm living off campus, which I feel, I personally feel like if I was living in on-campus housing, I just wouldn't be going back at all. I would have opted out and gone completely online because I feel like there's a lot of good being done, but I don't know necessarily if it will be carried through or enforced in different ways. So I'm just trying to live those things in my own life. I'm really excited to be back, but I don't know how any of it will work going forward. And it's all a big question mark to me. Daniel, you mentioned uh, an interesting point, which was that you're concerned that other students are not going to be following rules that the universities are setting up, things like uh, mask mandates, social distancing, things like that. Uh, what is what is everybody's sort of general feeling about that? Like, is it possible to to get a bunch of college students to social distance? I feel like well intentioned, and that people who have been social distancing all summer. Like, it should be automatic. Um, personally, for me, when I'm in public, it's just automatic. I'm not getting really close to people. And I'm looking at people who are getting really close to other people. But um, I was at University of Michigan on Monday, and I saw people playing pong in front of a house. And there were girls there, so they don't all live together. Um, and I just really don't know how they're going to enforce it because there's so many different areas besides just the campus of like a college town and they can't go into everyone's apartment or frat house or whatever and say you know please social distance please wear your mask um i'm just you know hoping for the best and hope people have sense and that hope hoping that they're going to ramp up the um the testing that they've already started to organize for students that is completely free. So hopefully people are going to take advantage of that. So at least they know their status when they're going out in the world and doing whatever. Um, I guess for me, I'm in like the same boat. Um, I know for BU, we are doing, every student is being tested like mandatorily every three days. So um, where it sounds like for Lauren, it's more voluntary. I know for us, it was, if you're going to come back to campus, regardless of whether you live in on-campus housing or off-campus housing, you have to come in every three days and get tested. Um, so I think that that definitely like makes me feel a little bit better, but I'm also a little bit wary of the idea that like there are definitely college students who don't really think that it's necessary to social distance or people that are going to want to throw parties as soon as they get back. So I definitely like, I'm conscious of the fact that it's going to be a little weird and it's probably going to be people that are not social distancing, not following like mask mandates and stuff like that. But I'm also 
I think that I have a good amount of faith in the people, at least that I surround myself with that, like, I know they're being safe. And I know that like, they're as invested in being safe and taking the necessary precautions. Um, and just, I guess it's for me more just like avoiding people that aren't going to follow those rules. Yeah. I'd tack onto that with, I just, I trust the people who I know and I am keeping my circle close. Um, and people who I really know are keeping everyone's best interests in, at heart. I think that's one of my guiding principles going into the school year is anyone who I'm going to have any contact with, especially I'm living with six other people, but I feel completely fine doing that because they're all people I know and trust. It's really, but it th- does still come down to that other element of if there's a huge outbreak, how does that affect the rest of the community? Even if it doesn't necessarily affect my bubble, um, it might affect resources that are available for us in case something else happens. Allie, I wanted to bring up something that I saw just uh, before we did this interview at Boston University. The Daily Free Press, which is the student newspaper at Boston University, uh, announced uh, that it had, had learned that effective this fall, Boston University will begin approving the issuance of degrees to students who die before completing their college education. Um, a lot of reaction right off the bat to that um, from from all over the country, I would say. Uh, as a student of that university, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious, uh, for one thing, if you if you know a little bit more about this story and, and what your reaction is to it. Yeah, absolutely. So I know. Um, so my first kind of thought when I saw it and something that I know, um, I think a BU spokesperson kind of confirmed um, last summer, like right before the school year started, a student who goes to BU or who went to BU, um, she passed away really tragically um, right before the school year started. And she was just a really beloved member of the community. She was a journalism student. So a lot of my friends knew her personally, um, just super involved. And it was just like, a it was a campus-wide thing. It was really, really sad. So I know that they had kind of said that's when they started looking because before there was no official policy on issuing posthumous degrees. So I believe that's when they really started like looking into it. Um, but for me, something that kind of struck me when I saw the headline was that based on the guidelines that they've put out, um, her name was Erin Edwards. Erin wouldn't have been eligible for a posthumous degree, um, which is a little bit interesting. Um, I think it's definitely also interesting that they didn't really finish like putting it into writing and like issuing their actual policy until June of this year, even though her death happened last year in, I believe, August. Um, so it's definitely, that was a little bit um, suspicious. And then also the fact that they like didn't publicize it or at least say like something to students along the lines of like, hey, we've updated this policy. Um, especially, um, I've seen a lot of people react this way, and I agree. If it was in memoriam for Aaron, it would have been nice for them to say, like, we understand that this was really tragic and that it happened last year. It really made us think about our policy on issuing posthumous degrees. A lot of other universities do that, and we'd like to have an official policy on it rather than just kind of figuring it out as we go along. Um, But definitely a little bit alarming that it's happening right now, and I can definitely see where, like, it seems like they're maybe setting up for, like, people to die on campus. And so I think for me, I'm not necessarily, like, too concerned because my immediate thought was to a student passing away last year. And I know we had um, a couple years ago, a student who um, died of, I believe they just got sick and had passed away on campus. So 
I think for me, I wasn't like immediately thinking that it was because of an outbreak happening on campus, but I can definitely see where it's like very convenient that now they've decided to put this policy into place. Yeah, I think the the comment that I saw on, on Twitter was something like, oh my God, they're sending us to the slaughter, uh, <laughs> which, which just sort of reflects... Um, you know, out of context, especially uh, making that announcement now, um, you know, the, the kind of fear that that can generate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think to to the credit of our um, our student newspaper, the, the Freep, they published the tweet before they had a story going. So a lot of people read the tweet and started thinking that it was like immediately being released. And then they clarified later that it was um, they had a spokesperson talking about like, no, this has been in the works for a while. But I think um, a lot of people kind of went back to them and said like, well, you made it sound like it was because of the pandemic. And to their credit, they kind of looked and said like, we didn't know anything else at the time. But I think they've tried to go back to and clarify a little bit that it's like, this was in the works for a while. And it's alarming that it's happening now, but it was just kind of solidifying a policy that didn't exist that has been in the works. So I guess that's a little reassuring, but still, you know, a little alarming at the same time. What are your guys' plans for seeing family members when after you go back to school? Are you going to be seeing your family members? Are you going to sort of self-isolate before you see them? Yeah. So um, for me, I already have decided I'm not going to be coming home for Thanksgiving break. Um, we were given the option that if we wanted to leave um, campus to go home for Thanksgiving and then come back, we could. Um, I decided not to. It's I have to fly back and forth to get home. Um, and if I did decide to come back, I'd be putting my parents at risk because I'm coming from campus and I'm flying and then I have to go back and try and quarantine for two weeks. And that already like starts to get to my final exam period. So for that, I decided to just stay at campus. So I will be staying there until the end of the semester. Um, but I am planning to come home for winter break. Um, I think for me, my plan, um, I don't really have anywhere else to go and they close our housing over winter break. So I will be coming home after the semester, but I think I'm definitely going to try and like lay low, um, just like hang out at home for a couple weeks, stay with my parents, try and like not interact with like my friends from home or anything, try and like at least spend a week kind of isolating myself, making sure that I'm not spreading anything that I could have gotten on campus or that I could have gotten in an airport. For my family, my mom is going to work. So she's been like out and kind of exposed to people. Um, so we've definitely kind of already tried to balance that risk a little bit. So I don't think we're too concerned about it, but I definitely want to be cautious, you know. Daniel, why don't you uh, give us your perspective on this? Because uh, you're going to be in state, which is probably going to have an impact on what you're on what you're going to be doing. Well, it does and it doesn't. One of the best benefits to going to university in state has been I have had that connection to my parents. They've been able to come up to a weekend for a weekend um, when I have an important project or a show that I want them to see. And it's been wonderful, but I've already said to them, we've had this discussion uh, just a few nights ago, that just about no matter what, even if I'm like sick in bed and don't know what's happening, um, I don't want to be seeing them until at least Christmas, just because um, for their own safety more so, I, um, I'm very worried about the environment up at Michigan State not only for myself, but for if someone's traveling through it. So I, we've come to that decision in my family. My, my mom's not so happy about the fact that I've said, even if I get sick, um, I don't want her to come take care of me. But I very much feel that no matter what happens, I think that it's safer for them to stay away from East Lansing. 
not necessarily that East Lansing's some dangerous place, but just that the travel and the getting between places that um, I may be coming back for the holidays. I'll, we've, I'll have to assess that once we get closer and how the world looks. Because if you asked me six months ago how, what the world would look today or two months ago even, because um, who knows <laughs> at any point. But um, if things are clear enough by then that I feel comfortable going back and forth, I will. And the holidays have always been a really important time to me personally with my family. We have done a lot around it. But um, yeah, I, I may be staying there through spring semester. And just because I am living off campus, I have the ability to. Um, that's kind of my plan going forward is just bunker down there until things change. And Daniel, we should probably mention for full disclosure that uh, your your mom is actually the uh, uh, program director at WDET. I, so I know I know your mom, I know both of your parents, and uh, it's very clear to me uh, that, you know, you not being around, I mean, that's a big, that's a big deal. You're a pretty close-knit family. And eh, we try. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely going to, because um, it's, it's been helpful to our dynamic that I've been in state and that um we are very close and we talk a lot um and they'll come up and i'll come down and i'll come down for one day in the middle of the week to come get a prop for a shoot that i have the next week and like it's just we have continued to see each other and then especially in quarantine seeing just each other all day every day um it was a weird choice to have to come to to say yeah I really just don't want to see you in person for six months even though that's going to be tough um but we've done it before we'll do it again yeah Lauren how are you feeling about that um it's a strange question because I guess I just didn't really think about it I bought my flight home for Thanksgiving two nights ago well I was pressured into buying it (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-oh sounds like there's a story there yeah, my dad kind of just made me buy it because before the flights get more expensive, I'm not super worried about bringing something back, though. I mean, I am, but hopefully I can just line up my testing where I, you know, get tested negative. I do my little flight here and then I maybe try. I don't know. I really don't know how I'm going to do this now that I think about it. Because I do have to go through the airport. But luckily, Madison Airport is very small. It's never really a crowded flight from Madison to Detroit. But I think DTW is what I'd be worried about. I really did not think about this. <laughs> now I think I actually maybe cancel this flight. But but luckily, I think... So I'm staying for a week. Um, the week of Thanksgiving. But I didn't make another... So I'm going back to Madison afterwards. And I didn't schedule another flight for winter break or Christmas because we celebrate Christmas but maybe that would be the last time I see them until in, for indefinitely I really don't know well I think that 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 sort of highlights the amount of logistical questions that this all comes with uh, for for students who are especially traveling out of state uh, just just all the the things that you have to you know, figure out, um, it's almost inevitable, I think, probably that you're going to have to uh, sort of take a lot as it comes and, and, you know, play a lot by ear, because it it seems like there's a lot of planning that it would be impossible to sort of check all of the boxes in terms of what you, uh, 
what what you're going to be doing, what you can be doing, and so forth. Um, but the, the the question I wanted to to ask you guys before before we end off here is, you know, I'm I'm curious, did anyone seriously consider saying no? I'm not going back to school this semester. Uh, was that ever was there ever a consideration for any of you? And uh, I guess we can start with Lauren. It really wasn't because I signed the lease so long ago and because they're only planning by semester and my lease is for 12 months, it didn't make sense to say, you know what, I'll find a subletter for a few months and then kick them out, like, and, you know, not come for the semester. I was like, I feel like I, it was going to be all or nothing. I do have a class with an in-person lab. I can drop that class and take it another semester easily, but, you know, it was, it's only one class out of my whole entire schedule. I it just didn't really, I didn't think about it because I feel like I personally do better as a college student away from the rest of my household and, you know, the craziness here. Um, and I kind of need that focus. And I worked so hard in high school to, you know, go to a school out of state and find a good environment for me. And so just sacrificing that. But it was it's such a hard decision. And I really don't judge anybody for choosing to stay home. Like, it's up to everybody, but you just have to be safe. I agree. I think for me, my view of it was definitely, like Lauren had said, all or nothing. My plan was either to go back to campus and even if I had to do online classes, do them there or take the semester off. Um, I really never considered staying home to do my classes. I, um, for, I guess for me, home isn't really a learning environment anymore. I got rid of my school desk after I graduated high school. Like I turned my room into like a place to hang out and to be comfortable. And so now I do my classes in here in like the spring semester, I was in here doing classes. Now I'm doing like summer work in here and it just definitely isn't conducive for me to learning. Um, so my option was always to go back. Um, I kind of lucked out. I am living in on-campus housing this year, but I decided in um, April that I was going to move into an apartment. So I have my own bathroom. I have my own kitchen that I'm sharing with one other roommate. So I think that also was very important in my decision to go back because I know I don't have to share a bathroom with other people that I don't necessarily trust and I don't necessarily know the cleaning routine of and I don't have to go to the dining hall. I think if I was in a situation where I would have to either do dining halls or communal bathrooms, it would have affected my decision a lot more. But because I have that space, I feel a lot more comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it was ever really an option for me to not go back. Um, like Lauren had said, I worked so hard to be able to go to BU and have this opportunity. And I don't know, I guess, like I said, I probably would have just taken the semester off if I couldn't have gone back. Um, Because it just really means a lot to me to be there. And I'm also in classes where um, we need like hands-on work. I'm in film production classes where we need to be able to use cameras and kind of work on that stuff. And I have one day a week where I'm going into that class to learn that kind of stuff. So I think to online learning from home especially isn't super conducive to my course of study. So I think for me, it was, yeah, it was kind of always a go back to school or wait until the spring and go back then. I definitely feel in a similar boat. Uh, along with Ali, I have a lot of classes that I'm a double major in uh, media and information, which is a film degree and theater. And both of those have a lot of very hands-on things that I need to do. So that was always at the forefront of what I was thinking of whether or not the theater department was still going to do shows, which is still something that um, they're saying we will, but everything still sounds very up in the air. Um, 
whether or not the film department was going to be letting out equipment that we could use and things like that. And I had, am still signed up to work with the organization that, um, lends out all the equipment and I'm going to be trained in how we're cleansing, cleansing everything. Um, so it, it really depended on what resources the university was going to offer, um, to me. Um, because if some of these things were canceled and gotten rid of, I was, my plan was that I would take this semester off, but I would still live in my off-campus housing. Um, I would still live in East Lansing simply because I'd signed the lease. There were other people there that even if I wasn't going to school, I could, um, we could get work done together. There are a lot of people in similar majors and similar degree programs. Um, and that also there are a lot more work opportunities up there for someone who's a college student than there are in my hometown. Surprise, surprise, there's a lot of opportunities for college students in a college town. Um, but uh, I definitely, I never really worried about whether or not I was moving back to East Lansing. It was just what the semester would look like once I, once I was there. Um, and I did think a lot about that. I had a checklist on the wall where I was constantly checking and unchecking things as situations changed of, oh, this is canceled. Oh, never mind, it's uncanceled. Oh, this is canceled. Um, and if it ever got to the point where everything got checked off, I would have deferred my enrollment for a semester. Or however that works, I would have figured it out at that point. Um, but I always knew I was going to be moving back and I always was focusing on just what, what I would do, not so much where I would be. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to to chat with us about this. I think it's it's definitely an important conversation to have. I mean, you guys are making really huge decisions, not only for yourselves, but for your families. Um, and this is this is a new experience for everybody and something that everybody's trying to wade through. Absolutely. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah. Well, that's all for Mishmash this week. I'm Jake Neer. And I'm Shana Roth. Thanks for tuning in. 